Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Welcome to the Fly With Us podcast. This podcast is bringing the art of conversation, self-love, self-care, mental health care and protection, life lessons, love lessons, and everything in between. Today's topic, we're going to talk about parenting and parenthood and give you some tips to make parenthood a little bit easier. I'm Lady Bounce. And I am Ace Slate. Before we begin, I want to make sure that I tell you where to find us. You can find us on SoundCloud, uh, Fly With Us, Facebook, Facebook, Fly With Us slash LA, and the LA is Lady Bounce and A Slate. (laughs) We now have an email address, so you can email us your questions, concerns, show topics, and it's flywithusla at gmail.com. Sweet. Sweet. So if you follow us on Facebook, we've got 100 likes on our page now. We get about 40 shares a day for our self-care assignments. Self-care assignments are posted every day. The the idea of the self-care assignment is that they are low-cost to no-cost effective ways to take care of yourself. That's right. You cannot pour from an empty cup. You must love yourself and take care of yourself before you can take care of somebody else. Now, with all that being Mm -hmm. said, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) parenting and parenthood. Now, mm. Slate, you have four sons. Mm. 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 Four. I have four sons. I four do. sons. Mm-hmm. You have teenagers. Uh huh. And adult children. And look, ad- adult children. Adult children <laughs> and teenagers. And you have the the blessing of being a grandmother Ooh, as yeah. well. Yeah, a grandmother. I'm a grandmother. A grandmother on yeah. a grand scale. Not yeah. just my children have children, mm-hmm. but a grand That means I did something good. I did something right. So <laughs> I <laughs> You absolutely yeah. did it right. So now, and I got I got four or five grandkids. Yeah. Five grandkids. Now mm-hmm. my kids are 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 younger but not that much younger. They're 19 and 15. Mm-hmm. So I got two. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking forward to being a grandmother. <laughs> At all. In fact, I have told my children in non-explicit terms, mm-hmm. don't make me a grandma. Oh, my God. It, oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Because the, there are times where, as a parent, where mm-hmm. I don't think I got it right. Mm-hmm. So, I don't want to mess up no grandkids. Because mm-hmm. sometimes no. I wonder. No, I'm I'm thankful to be a grandma. Because being a grandmother, like, I'm a Gigi. Like, a I don't Gigi. like that grandmother. Yeah, I don't, and, and that's the other thing. Like, what am I going to be called? I because like I'm, it, but... I, I'm way too cute and too fly. Okay, so you got to be a Gigi. To be, be Gigi. somebody's grandma. Okay. Yeah, so I'm a Gigi. But I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it because it's like, it's like I got another shot. I, I know I'm definitely parenting different with with the grandbabies, you know, than I was. Because with, with my kids, I was just trying to hurry up and get the lessons in there. You trying to be the disciplinarian mm-hmm. and you want to be all these things. You got to do it this way. You got to do it that way. And with my, my grandchildren, I get to uh, enjoy them a little more. So I kind of, it's, it's kind of bittersweet because I wish I would have been that way with my kids coming up. I feel like that a, a lot because I, I, you know, I, because I work with kids, mm-hmm. I see how I don't want my kids to be. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes as a parent, I'm a little bit harder on my kids, mm-hmm. a little bit harsher, a little sterner. And so I don't get to have as much fun sometimes mm-hmm. because I don't want them to be like some of the things that I see on a daily basis. And I, and I get to see... Um, I won't say bad parenting, mm-hmm. but I'll say maybe clueless parenting or misunderstood mm-hmm. parenting. A parenting style different from yours. A bit, <laughs> a, right. A parenting style very different from my own. Very different from my my own upbringing mm-hmm. with my parents and my grandparents. Yeah. Um, I didn't have two sets of grandparents. My um my father's parents passed away well before I was born. Mm-hmm. So having one set of grandparents, mm-hmm. I didn't get like the hard and the soft, if you will. Like I didn't get the right. balance. I got my mom and my dad and then my mom's parents, which mm-hmm. of course my mom's parenting style was a direct reflection of the parenting she got from my grandma and grandpa. Okay. Whereas okay. my dad had a different style mm-hmm. of parenting. Not necessarily bad, just different, you mm-hmm. know, from my mom's. Mm-hmm. So I did, from my parents, I got a really good balance of life lessons and world lessons and how to be and how not to be. 
but sometimes yeah so that's one of the issues that's one of the issues today is um the difference in parenting styles and we was talking about that a little bit earlier about um how like for example you had your your mom and dad and then you had your grandparents i grew up with um my grandparents and grandma you know my grandma ruled with an ironclad fist right left-handed kept a pistol in her purse the real live Medea, <laughs> and her name was grace so she <laughs> the fact that i'm even still sitting here shows a lot of grace a lot of grace i was i was a heavy walk but um yeah so i got that whereas my my sons only experienced um my mother their their other grandmother and grandfather where the grandfather was not around and the grandmother had already passed on right. as well as my father had already passed on so they didn't get grandma granddaddy kind of parenting because my mom was well that would have been a great but my mom parenting style was different right. from my grandparents so so we got to take all that into consideration when you're looking at those kids and at at school and they're showing some of those behaviors because the parenting styles are different very different like and for me my uh my grandmother's mother was uh she was a very very different she was very fair skinned she pretty mm -hmm. much looked white she uh -huh. could she could have passed her white on a good day mm -hmm. mama lou did not play mama lou <laughs> ran she ran a bootleg joint mm -hmm. out of her house mm -hmm. we saw and this is so bad mama lou please forgive me we saw mama lou probably when i was about nine or ten uh -huh. she shot this man okay over a card <laughs> game but check this out mama lou somebody. was so that deal in the hood mm -hmm. that man didn't go to the hospital mm -hmm. nobody called 911 mm -hmm. they looked at him and was so like, that would have been like my grandma grace yeah. girl they looked at him and was like that's what you get she shot a man for <laughs> my my um ain't lorraine in the face she still wears that scar in his face and i'm in her face and i'm sure that man's still uh right walking around with some bullet fragment in it from my grandma see what i mean <laughs> so he I mean, and literally he got up and he limped away in fact he apologized mm -hmm. and was like mama lou i'm sorry because mm -hmm. he got blood on her floor uh-uh <laughs> so, so yes yeah, so i was like uh okay but now with that as a grandmother mm -hmm. as a great grandmother sweetest woman you ever want to meet mm -hmm. bake your cookies mm -hmm. sit on her lap you know like the, the meme on facebook where they like a lot of kids don't snap beans with grandma no more and it shows oh i missed that with my grandma she was the bean mm -hmm. she was the bean snapping grandma mm -hmm. but come nighttime mama lou was she was okay. a whole different person see i know for me with my i know with my my maternal grandmother this is the woman who uh, we're going to church every Sunday. We're going to church every Sunday when she's cooking breakfast at five in the morning. Shades mm. are, are being raised as soon as the sun comes up. She's not only cooking breakfast and homemade biscuits. You know, Stop she's playing. making homemade biscuits. And no matter what she had, be it a macro patty with rice and eggs, if we didn't have the other stuff, that's what she's cooking and cooking dinner at the same time. Mm -hmm. So that when we get out of church or when we get out of school, we already got Dinner's already to done. And then she just gonna eat a bowl of cornflakes and some grapefruit. There ain't gonna be no cussing in her house. There ain't gonna be no smoking in her house, whether you grown or not. These are things that she instilled in us, um, you know. And with my other grandma Grace, no matter how tough she was, at the same time she was um, the lady that you supposed to cross your legs. And oh, our absolutely. Hair is supposed to be done combed we our clothes supposed to be pressed and we supposed to be look like ladies and don't forget to wear and your slip like ladies oh that was my, that was my grandmother that slip oh my don't goodness. don't forget <laughs> to wear your slip don't have your arms out uh-huh you can't show too much skin you got to be modest all these things were things that we learned but then here we're both speaking of grandmothers some some of the issues i see today and even in my own home were the absence of male re representation Yes. um my grandfather wasn't wasn't always always yeah he was always present but he was always tough and there was some some <laughs> issues there but um my kid's father passed away in 2011 so he left them very early right and um that was that was difficult in bringing up boys mm -hmm. so sometimes we see in behaviors with our kids because they don't especially boys they don't know what it looks like to be a man or what that what that should entail do you have see that issue at all i i see that a lot um 
for for young men who who don't have fathers it is it's very difficult but then i'm a little bit spoiled (laughs) in my viewpoint because my dad's mom died when he was in the eighth grade Mm -hmm. his dad was never around Mm -hmm. so my dad grew up without a mother and a father Mm -hmm. and he was a great dad now that's not to say that he didn't make some missteps or some things that i look back on and go i wish he could have done this differently or done that differently and even now in my adult life when it comes to my kids the grandkids and all my siblings Mm -hmm. to think of things that he could have could have would have shut us but for the most part my dad was a great dad so how did he learn to be a great dad having not had a dad how Mm -hmm. does that happen when i look at my my own husband who mm-hmm. didn't have his dad growing up his dad was alive but he lived in a whole another state so he right. he wasn't around my husband is an excellent father mm-hmm. so how how do you so, to, to how me, do you I become wonder, a great dad if you didn't have an example you know do you do you create do, do i wonder if certain parents create what they didn't have what they always wanted is that what they give to the kids and 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 in, in, in saying that I have to consider my own parenting style. Right. The way that I was brought up, I was like, "Oh, I'm not gonna. Um, this is not gonna happen when I when I become a mother. I'm not right. gonna do this. I'm not gonna do that." And then, in hindsight, now, for example, um, I was at the job center the other day, uh, working to get my 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 middle son a summer job. My my two youngest sons were there to apply for a summer job. Mm-hmm. And my son is mouthing, 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 mouthing. Why does he have to be here? Why does he have to work a regular uh, this job? Why does he have to sign up for this? He can like, do it why on not, his own. Dude? Going, going, going. <laughs> I'm like, because you haven't shown me that you're looking for a job. You have to have a source of income. You you yes. have to be self-sufficient. These are things that you have to do. And there's a woman sitting there at the counter. And um, I refer to her as Miss Z. And she said, um, when, when, when we were finished she she well we weren't even he wasn't finished talking she couldn't take it anymore she said who are you yes who are you speaking to your mother this way in front of me that eldership was placed right out there in front of him right regardless to how he and i speak whereas in my grandparents house you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to converse with the adult that's not gonna happen um, with my mother, I was able to converse. So this is one of the things you can talk, you can talk, right. you can talk. But to her, it was seen as disrespect, which and and it was disrespectful. Um, and that was there. So I have to just kind of look at parenting styles, um, and and the difference between it's like a generational gap here. It is with the, with the kids, and it is some of the things that I think I could do without that my mother did like i think the old way is tried and true right but there's some tweaking to be done based on this new generation this generation of we know what to do we have all the answers and clearly what happened worked for you is not going to work for us like even going to get a job because he believes i can be an entrepreneur i can be self-sufficient without working a Mm -hmm. nine to five i can do it different and we can do it better so right you know so then you the the thing becomes is in everything you have to have balance yeah so as parents we try to find this balance of wanting to have these assertive independent children Mm -hmm. who also understand authority and the hierarchy of authority yeah and i think that's where where it's different from the way that we were raised versus Mm -hmm. how we do our own children Mm -hmm. because in my in my household with with my my parents and my siblings you know we always had this rule we could talk about anything yeah yeah. as long as it's done respectfully and with tact that's the thing right there i think that's what's lacking respect yes tact yes these things because even even growing up i could talk to my parents about sex Mm-hmm. But you were not going to use the gut bucket vulgar language that you do <laughs> when you're talking to your little friends. Right. Because, like, as mama was always quick to remind us, I ain't one of your little friends. Mm-hmm. These kids nowadays are kind of missing that piece mm-hmm. where they, in my Rihanna voice, they get how they live. Mm-hmm. 
this is what they 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 see and this is what they think when it comes to addressing us mm-hmm. and as parents in in some ways i think in our effort to take care of their self-esteem and their self-worth and yeah. make them feel important mm-hmm. we let them get that off yeah where we yeah. shouldn't I agree I let agree. them get it off. i agree and then you have to turn around like i had to do just today i had to grab this child look yeah you're gonna just flat out stop talking to me <laughs> right that's what you're gonna do I'm, I'm this i'm gonna tell you this this is what you're gonna do and that's how it's gonna work like and then we move forward from there i mean because some of the things we the one thing that we have to keep in there from the old school is that that respect and you have to remember your position it is our obligation as parents absolutely to, to show them and to give them that recipe yes per se that even if we didn't earn it we still had to learn and, and those things have to be gifted to these children because even though they think they know better they don't my aunt used to always tell me i don't care how old you get mm-hmm. i done been where you trying to go sure enough see and they don't even know where they going but we do and because we do we have to find the creative way to speak their language yes to communicate with them in a way that they understand you know and and make sure at all times that we not sacrificing our respect and i'll even say our honor because we deserve to be respected we 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 worked we paid the price to get to where we are to be in the position that we're in and I know for me, and and it is you know always in my the back of my mind. It's all about me. <laughs> when <laughs> when I think about the things that I have sacrificed, mm-hmm. the things that I have given up, the things that I have mm-hmm. gone without in my effort to provide my children with not only material things that right. I didn't have, right, but those non-material things, those ethics, those values, those right. things that I didn't have, right. It is. It's hard to maintain that that whole balance of, yes, you have a voice. Mm-hmm. Yes, you have a right to speak. But at the same time, look here. What mm-hmm. you're not going to do is. Right. And then to do it without being physically violent. Mm-hmm. Because you know and I know from working with the kids that we work with, when you are physically violent with your children, that is not mm-hmm. teaching them anything. Right. It doesn't teach it them. violence. Right. And then when they grow up and they... Become, become violent men uh-huh and then everybody's going who raised you mm-hmm. where did you learn that at where mm-hmm. did you get that from because even the things that we don't realize that our children are seeing and interpreting from what mm-hmm. they see us do they're picking it all uh-huh they watching they're they and watching. they're watching everything and that was something different about old school parenting too you wasn't about to sit down in front of no Look old here. folks no grown folks my daddy caught me one time he had picked me up from my grandmother's he caught me one time he talking with his friends and what have you and i'm sitting there literally <laughs> just i'm tuned in i want to know i want to be a part of this and he turned around he said boom you're not about to eat the words out of my mouth get out of here and you're like, well, wait. Right, and I'm like, wait. I ain't eating the words. I'm just listening. I you need know? to know the rest of the story. Really. What happened? What you right. do? I and wanted to what? know, but he made sure. And then that, I thought, why he doing that? Do he think I'm too little? Do he mm-hmm. think I can't, you know, why he think I don't know what they talking about? No, it wasn't that he didn't think I didn't know what they were talking about. It was that I wasn't, I couldn't handle what they were talking exactly. about. It wasn't for me. I wasn't prepared. And I think um, sometimes, you know, that those things I need to carry over. You know with my grandchildren too like that that goes with that respect and and what we know we got to give to them and i know for for me and in, in that same aspect like my husband and i have had and and we'll continue to have as long as we're together disagreements mm-hmm. arguments you name it mm-hmm. one thing that we've never done is argue in front of our children okay in some ways Beautiful. I think that's beautiful. I think it's great. Beautiful. But in other ways, I think I missed out on a chance to teach my children an important right. lesson about <laughs> how to disagree mm-hmm. without cussing, without mm-hmm. name calling, without mm-hmm. being just gut bucket ignorant with it. Because mm-hmm. even though I'm mad at him or he's mad at me, when this is over and at the end of the day, that's still my husband. I'm still his wife. We're still going to be together. We still have to parent mm-hmm. these children. So I think in some ways, by not arguing in front of them, it's great that they they didn't get to see 
you know, mommy yelling at daddy or daddy yelling at mommy. They also missed a great lesson, though. I kind of I, I, I disagree with you there on them missing that great lesson, because, again, we're going to go back to them watching to them watching. Right. Right. Even though y'all didn't show them or let them hear arguing they know when you mad at each other oh yeah they knew when y'all was beefing <laughs> yeah. they, they we don't give kids the credit that they sometimes deserve they yeah. know and they seen I, I i truly believe that kids can see when we having a disagreement or there's yeah, a little my daughter would always go how come you and daddy not talking uh-huh they can see that and, I'm and like, then they were able to still that? see how y'all handled that and right. how you maneuver through that you maneuver through it without yelling Without calling each other out your name, without oh, being yeah. disrespectful. Oh, when they get mad at each other and they have a disagreement, they just stop talking for a minute till they can work it out. They figure it out some kind of way, yeah. you know? So, I mean, <laughs> and, and in some ways, I think, I think that is very good that, you know, mm-hmm. like, that they have seen. Wait a minute. Mommy talks a lot. <laughs> now she ain't talking. Mommy ain't said nothing about three or four days. Something is not right. <laughs> But also with that, I think we, you know, I've missed out on a chance to teach them how to argue, how to mm, fight fair. I get what you're you saying. You see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like how to fight fair, mm-hmm. how, how to get your point across and disagree mm-hmm. and still be loving at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, my kids don't fight with each other. They just kind of like, because they're so different in how they act and they're different in ages, they don't really hang out too much one's a boy one's a girl they got their Mm -hmm. own you know lives so they don't fight and argue as kids and that's great but i often wonder when i turn them loose you know on the real world you had the opportunity to to parent that lesson um outside of the home no because even even at school with their friends i don't see or hear them like they don't get into conflicts with that could be a beautiful thing and that's a reflection of the parenting that they're exposed to that's not their thing maybe they just not the argumentative debating yeah i know my my son is gonna be he's very much like me where Mm -hmm. like when he gets upset he'll bottle up he won't say nothing Mm -hmm. and then like three four months down the line he's like you remember that one day on march (laughs) march 1st 1992 when you had said yeah i'm like dude that was like 20 years ago like he's gonna he's gonna be like that very calm you know very chill like i don't like conflict i don't like to argue and even if 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 me and my husband are arguing or beefing Mm -hmm. and i tell myself you know forget him i'm not talking to him Mm -hmm. it's always me that talks first see and like i mean every time beautiful because that's just beautiful because you teaching them a human way of responding to to again disagreement and quarrel versus um animals we see two dogs looking at each other the first thing they do is they go into war and the reason why i use animals in this situation is because so often we say raising kids raising children right Mm -hmm. we we say that so loosely but we know better we raise animals on a farm yes you rear children yes at home at school uh, wherever your spiritual place of refuge you're rearing children you know right. you're rearing and steering the whole way you know and it's a it's a lifelong journey we got to travel this course so I, I think it's beautiful that they're not <laughs> arguing that they're not fighting that they're not doing yeah, that they're they're yeah and they're they not found a way to channel them. that yeah <laughs> so, so that's that's definitely you know good in, in that in that way that case so mm-hmm. like i jotted down some notes because you know i okay. always do and so i jotted down a good parent strive to make decisions in the best interest of the child mm. a good parent doesn't have to be perfect if you are out there thinking that you are wrong all the time you have to be perfect please stop that right that is detrimental to your mental state it is detrimental to the mental state of your children mm-hmm. no one is perfect your child is not perfect if you keep these things in mind it's important when we set our expectations right you gotta remember we are individuals even the child right so we should set high expectations for ourselves first as parents as people as adults and for our children second we Mm -hmm. serve as role models first love yourself (laughs) first love yourself we serve as as role models mm-hmm. and it's okay if they see you get it quote unquote wrong right 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 there's the lesson to be learned in getting it wrong yep take a deep breath you got a whole new moment to do it again got a whole new moment and don't be afraid to apologize i see so Ooh. many so many adults in general 
and especially you know when it comes to kids if you wrong your child mm-hmm. and you know you're wrong mm-hmm. it's okay to say hey you know what slay i yelled at you yesterday right. and i apologize that right. i yelled at you right but this is what i was trying to get you to I understand say, yes this is the lesson that i was trying to get you to get yeah and make it, those amends like immediately if you can make those amends because again holding that up we don't want them to be going down the line five six years holding all this anger from their childhood and they can't move forward because of what happened in that moment exactly when i, I think about stuff like that i think about um eminem's song that he wrote about his mom <laughs> was and and the name the name of the song was the name of the song was called sorry mama okay. and in the song he talks about all of these things that his mother did during mm-hmm. his childhood mm-hmm. that she didn't realize he mm-hmm. saw he heard he he understood right because so many times we think we do things we say things and kids don't understand because right the kids the dumb kids they don't know but so it was that song was a whole ode to all of the things that she had done. Mm-hmm. And in the song, this is early in his career, in the song, he kills her. Mm-hmm. You know, he and he talks he about that to his baby mama too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 he's killed some of everybody. But in the song That's the beauty he, um, of writing and creating. Okay? Right. So in the song, you know, he he talks about growing up and wanting to kill her for the mm-hmm. things that, that she did to him. Mm-hmm. And then he also says in the song, you never said sorry. Mm-hmm. And that was powerful. Mm-hmm. So when my son was was younger, I could always tell when I made him mad mm-hmm. and I, or I upset him or hurt him in some way because mm-hmm. he had that CD and then he had that song on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> so, so without See? him saying to me, mom, you have upset <laughs> me or you have hurt me in some way. I hear this song blaring from his room and I'm We gotta learn to speak their language. And so And they ours. Right. And and without um without having a long conversation because he is a boy mm-hmm. and he's very in touch with the whole don't touch me, don't hug me, don't talk oh, to me. Yes, I, don't I, got bring them, it up. I got them in my house. Yeah, I got them in my thing, house. I just went in his room and I gave him a hug. Yes. I said nothing. I gave him a hug until he melted. Yes. And when he melted, he began to cry. Yes. And I'm sitting here and I'm going, I got this sobbing boy in my mm-hmm. arms. What do I yes. say? That was, that was, and that is an apology. And that, that's one of the beautiful things about parenting too. That that hug, sometimes we ain't got to say nothing. Right. And I ended A up, mother's love, a father's love is, is powerful enough in itself. So, you know, doing that hug and doing those tears, as I'm thinking, because I never, I didn't know what to do. I'm like... I'm a girl and plus like, not that you don't know what to do you don't probably don't even know what you did wrong I, and i didn't see sometimes so we, i just their their interpretation of what we're doing can be taken so keep that line of communication open. so i simply told him i'm sorry mm-hmm. and i love you mm-hmm. and with that he said i'm sorry too Ooh. so now i'm thinking come on well what are you sorry for uh-huh and so I asked him, well, what are you sorry for? He mm-hmm. said, I'm sorry that I disappointed you and made you upset with me to the point where you upset and me you and were hurt and you hurt me in return. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. Yeah, that hug, okay? I mean, and that was, that was powerful. Like, I'm like people don't get how a lot of us are so busy trying to be that perfect parent that we miss the opportunity to just be be the mother or be the father and just extend that love that is there i mean we're going to make mistakes it's going to be bumps along the road it's going to be some miscommunication absolutely you know when they was doing their baby talk and goo goo gagan and all that we understood the language we knew hungry so we got to still pay attention and respond to that what else we got here? We got the mindfulness minute. Oh, you already mindfulness know. Mindfulness minute. So some M and M mindfulness minute. <laughs> so uh, so here, so our mindfulness minute. I'm gonna let you read this. All right, all right, all right. Oh yes, yes, yes. So we're gonna um for our mindfulness minute. I think this is beautiful. This is powerful. Embracing family traditions. I know we talked a little bit about um, old school versus new school, but here's a little something a little new school we can do. Um, most families have rituals unique to their family that they celebrate year after year. If your family is lacking in traditions, go ahead and create some. They don't have to be extravagant or elaborate. 
Brainstorm with your children and spouse about making a new family tradition. Perhaps something wonderful and spontaneous occurred as you were preparing to leave for summer vacation. The night before Thanksgiving, the afternoon of the first snowfall, or on the way to the pumpkin patch. Or maybe you had a pillow fight that ended with everyone making popcorn and s'mores and watching old movies in their pajamas. If it still evokes powerful memories for all of you, make it a tradition. Other ideas might include an annual family cleaning day. I love those days. <laughs> <laughs> Spring cleaning, wash the baseboards, wash the walls, the windows. Yes, when yes. everyone pitches in to tackle the mess in the garage, basement, or attic. Ours was on Saturday mornings. Yes, ma'am. Listening to Betty Wright, no pain, no gain. Stop it. <laughs> or you can have an annual fun family fun day. Let a child choose what the family does for the day, even if it's bug hunting. Or an annual plant a garden day. Embrace family traditions. So just a note on the family traditions. I um in my family, one of the traditions we had, we had a lot of children in my family. There's nine of us all together. Mm -hmm. And there's a yours, mine, and our story. So when it came to birthdays, there were no extravagant birthdays to Chuck E. Cheese, mm -hmm. trips to Dave and Buster's, you name it, those things were not there. Mm -hmm. The tradition we had, everybody gets a cake. Everybody gets a cake. Everybody gets for, a cake. I know. You get my, to pick out the kind of cake mm -hmm. you want. You got to pick out the colors. Mm -hmm. And and most of the time, mom and dad knows our favorite colors. Mm -hmm. So you, it was your cake. Yeah. And on top of everybody getting their own cake, nobody is allowed to eat your name. <laughs> the birthday cake that's, said, that's happy birthday, <laughs> Tommy. Everybody got a piece of cake. Nobody ate Tommy's name but Tommy. That's right. I know in our family, um, especially my, my kid's father started this. Um, when it was one of our kids' birthdays, one of the boys' birthday, it was everybody's birthday. Yeah. So because nobody felt left out. So like say, for example, they wouldn't all get a cake, but everybody would get a gift on that oh, birthday. That. So we, we never did like birthday parties. Yeah. We had enough kids. We had, we had a birthday party. Man, so every when it's one one kid's birthday, it's everybody's birthday, and I still um, keep that going. I still keep that going. I like that, and and something else that I do personally, like if I have a friend that's having a baby, and I go to her baby shower, and she mm -hmm. already has a kid, mm -hmm. I get a gift for the other baby too. Right, so they don't feel left like, out. Like here's I your love big it. brother gift. Here's your big sister gift. I love it. You know, if I'm going to the baby shower and I'm going to get a gift for the new baby, mm -hmm. then the other sibling, I get them something, too. And I it, love it. it doesn't have to be anything major. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. it could be a coloring book and some crayons. Mm -hmm. Just, hey, I'm thinking about you, too, because mm -hmm. a lot of times the the sibling that's already here kind of feels left out. Right. When the new baby comes. Right. Exactly. So that's acknowledging. We know you still here. We, we know you still here. Mm -hmm. Big brother, big, big sister. <laughs> we gonna get you a little something. <laughs> So your self-care assignment for this episode. You ready for love. this? Let's hear, I let's hear. love this idea. <laughs> I want you all to create a family mission statement. Let's get it. Let's get it. Family life can be fulfilling and wonderful, but it can also bring some stress into your life. To bring your family together with a common goal and give everyone a feeling of purpose and belonging, mm -hmm. all you need is a pen and some paper. Mm -hmm. And if you're lucky, a dry erase board and some markers. Come on. Gather everyone together and explain that you're going to create a mission statement, a written declaration that expresses the intentions, purpose, and priorities of the family. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ask each person. Are you, this is your how-to. Mm -hmm. You're going to ask each person to suggest words or to describe your family. What kind of behavior is acceptable okay. and unacceptable? What are your family's goals? Put some of your ideas in a sentence. For example, in the Webb family, we treat each other with respect and they respect everyone's privacy in the family. Love it. <laughs> Write down as many sentences as you need to convey the thoughts represented during your brainstorming session. Revise your words down to the bare minimum. Print out the mission statement. Have everyone sign it dated and posted in prominent places where it won't be forgotten that mirror in the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget to revise it as needed mm -hmm. as things become part of your mantra and your family mission statement you may not need those things anymore mm -hmm. if you think about any company any school it's, it's big business and making your family bonds tight and they, loving and they all have a mission statement <laughs> they all do. one thing they that, all do. that is required when you when you make your charter 
to the state to yeah, have your school be your open. Plan, you have to have a mission statement. You have to have That's a mission right. statement. So why not have one for your family? Yes. Your family is more important than any business. I was going to say mm-hmm. just as important, but no, it's more important right, than right. anything else that you do because from morning to night, That's beginning to end, all that you ever have is family. At the end of the day, beauty fades, money fades, cards get wrecked. All you have is family. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I got to come. <laughs> I had to come with the brain science brain around science. being a parent. Because you you have to. Everything is done with the brain in mind. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to give you 10, te- 10 tips. Just 10. Simple things you can do that are going to be effective for your parenting skills Keeping the brains of you and your children in mind. Come on, guys. <laughs> so the first step, first thing I want you to do is model. Walk the walk. Don't just tell your child what to do, but show them. Show them better than humans are special in part because we learn by imitation. We are programmed to copy others' actions, to understand them, and to incorporate them into our own. Children, in particular, watch everything their parents do carefully mm-hmm. so be the person you want your child to be mm-hmm. respect your child show them positive behavior and attitudes have empathy towards your child's emotions and your child will follow suit okay. so many times when it comes to to school and how watching how children deal with conflict it is because of the things that they see mm-hmm. parents do mm-hmm if you are exposing your child to the real housewives of whatever mm. and all of these other reality <laughs> shows on TV, if that's you look at those, real life for real. it is not real life. And that's not how you handle conflict. Mm-hmm. You cannot flip a table over on somebody. Right. You right. cannot throw a drink in somebody's face because they Show made you mad. Show enough to catch a case. <laughs> I want you to be loving. Show your love. There's no such thing as over loving your child. I like that. Love oh, does not spoil children. That's Material one of the things <laughs> spoil <laughs> children. Mm-hmm. Love never will. Give only what you choose in the name of love. Things like material indulgence, leniency, low expectations, and overprotection can sometimes be def- detrimental when dealing with children. But when these things are given in the place of real love, that's when you'll have a spoiled child on your hands. Mm-hmm. Loving your child can be as simple as giving them hugs, spending time with them, and listening to their issues seriously. Mm-hmm. Showing these acts of love can trigger the release of feel-good hormones such as oxytocin, opioids, and prolactin. Mm. Mm. Drug-free kids. Give them love. Give them love. <laughs> give them love. <laughs> these neurochemicals can bring us a deep sense of calm, emotional warmth and contentment Mm -hmm. and from these your child will develop resilience and not to mention a closer relationship with you Mm -hmm. boom Boom. be positive here's here's another brain tip for Mm -hmm. you babies are born with about 100 billion brain cells also called neurons Mm -hmm. with relatively little connections these connections create our thoughts, drive our actions, and shape our personalities, and basically determine who they are. They are created, strengthened, and sculpted through the experiences across our lives. So give your child as many positive experiences as possible, and they will have the ability to expo- to experience positive experience themselves, as well as offer them to others. What? What? so here's some ways to give your kids positive experience on a daily basis Mm -hmm. these don't cost you any money i always incorporate that a lot no cost to low cost okay sing a silly song all right and make it up (laughs) have a tickle marathon go to the park laugh with your child Mm -hmm. ride through an emotional tantrum with your child Mm -hmm. solve a problem together with a positive attitude Not only do these positive experiences create good connections in your child's brain, they also form the memories that your child will carry for life. Lifelines and legacies. (laughs) When it comes to discipline, and this is the hardest thing, and it even says it in this article, it says it seems hard to remain positive, but it is possible to practice positive discipline and avoid punitive measures. 
Being a good parent means you need to teach your child the moral and what is right and what is wrong. Setting limits and being consistent are the keys to good discipline. Be kind and firm. Enforcing in those rules. Focus on the reason behind the child's behavior and make it an opportunity to learn for the future rather than punish for the past. Mm-hmm. What? The past, that'd be, like <laughs> be a safe haven. This is number four. Let your child know that you will always be there for them by being responsive to their signals and sensitive to their needs. Support and accept your children as an individual. Be a warm, safe haven for your child to explore. Mm -hmm. Children who are raised by parents who are consistently responsive tend to have better emotional development, social development, and mental health outcomes. These are powerful. They are. (laughs) Communicating and integrating. This is a big one. Most of us know the importance of communication. Talk to your child but also listen to them. Mm-hmm. Listen to them and carefully. And to them, you can learn their language. Learn Absolutely. Their language. Be keeping an open, open line of communication, you're going to have a better relationship with your child, and your child is going to come to you when there's a problem. Mm-hmm. So many times, kids don't come to their parents with their problems because they don't feel like they'll be listened to, and that's why mm-hmm. they go to other people. That's why they seek out you know being in gangs or in other Mm -hmm. negative things because they're looking for some kind of love Mm -hmm. and open lines of being accepted that they don't get at home which is is really really important so number six is reflecting this is so key this is what we were talking (laughs) about before we started today most of us want to parent differently from our parents even those who had a happy childhood may want to change some aspects of how they were brought up But very often, when we open our mouths, we speak just like our parents. That's wisdom. (laughs) Yes. Reflecting on our own childhood is a step toward understanding why we parent the way we do. Make a note of things that you would like to change and how you do it differently in a real scenario. Try to be mindful and change your behavior the next time those issues come up. Don't give up. If at first you don't succeed, it takes practice lots of practice Mm -hmm. number seven pay attention to your own well-being oftentimes things such as your own health or the health of your marriage are kept on a back burner when a child is born if you don't pay attention to them they will become bigger problems down the road take good care of yourself physically and mentally take time to strengthen your relationship with your spouse if these two areas fail your child will suffer too. Hence the whole purpose of our first Love Yourself (laughs) podcast (laughs) is that we have both learned Mm -hmm. that as parents, when trying to be good parents, you do put yourself on the back burner. You do forget those things that make you happy because, oh, I got to be a mom. I got to be a mom. I got to be a mom. Or I got to be a wife and a mom. Mm -hmm. But you're a person before you were a wife, before you were a mom. Exactly. Number eight. Now this is going to make some people mad. Just I'm telling you now, no spanking. I ain't, I ain't with it. <laughs> now listen about. Now listen here. No doubt, to some parents, spanking can bring about short-term compliance, which sometimes is a much-needed relief for parents. Mm-hmm. However, this method doesn't teach the child right from wrong. It only teaches the child to fear external consequences. The child is then motivated to avoid getting caught instead. And they say violence teaches violence, but sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm no. Sometimes you gotta snatch them up. This is my sixteen now, year old. Now I, I no. never, I will never ever negate, you know, a well placed throat punch. Okay. However, spanking your child is modeling to your children that he or she can resolve issues with violence. Children who are spanked, smacked, or hit are more prone to fighting with other children. They are more likely to become bullies and to use verbal or physical aggression to solve disputes. Mm -hmm. Later in life, they are also more likely to result in delinquency, antisocial, and or criminal behavior. Worse parent-child relationships, mental health issues, and domestic violence victims or abusers. There are a variety of better alternatives to discipline that have been proven to be more effective, such as using positive discipline and positive reinforcement. Mm -hmm which we mentioned earlier Mm -hmm. number nine proper perspective Hmm. 
What is your goal in raising a child? If you are like most parents, you want your child to do well in school, be productive, be responsible and independent, enjoy meaningful relationships with you and others, be caring and compassionate, and have a happy, healthy, fulfilling life. But how much time do you spend working on those goals? Mm If you are like most parents, you spend most of the time just trying to get through the day. Oh, Lord. (laughs) As authors Siegel and Brian point out in their books, The Whole Brain Child, instead of helping your child thrive, you spend most of the time just trying to survive. To not let the survival mode dominate your life, next time you feel angry or frustrated, take a step back. Yeah, if we can can learn to parent just with um, unconditional love, you know, and lead in that way instead of just placing conditions and being conditioned. Cool. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> be cool. Think about what anger and frustration will do for you or your child. Instead, find ways to turn every negative experience into a learning opportunity for him or for her. Yes. Even epic tantrums can be turned into invaluable brain sculpting moments. Doing these will not only help keep you help you keep a healthy perspective. But you are also working on one of your primary goals in parenting, and it builds a good relationship with your child. And number 10, take a shortcut. By shortcuts, we don't mean shortchanging your child. What we mean is take advantage of what is already known by scientists. Parenting is one of the most researched fields in psychology. Many parenting practices or traditions have been scientifically researched, verified, refined, or refuted. For good scientific parenting skills and information, there's a great parenting website called ParentingScience.com. I love this website. I have used it a lot. There's a book you can buy, but you don't have to buy the book. But it is called The Science of Parenting. There really is a science to this. (laughs) Using scientific knowledge is by no means a one-size-fits-all strategy. That means just because you read it in a book does not mean it's going to work for your little Timmy. You might have to try something else. Every child is different. You can and should adjust your parenting style accordingly. Mm -hmm. For example, instead of spanking, there are better alternatives. Redirection, reasoning, removing privileges, a time in, a time out. You can choose the non-punitive discipline method that works best for your child. Of course, you can always choose to use traditional philosophies of spanking and hollering (laughs) and yelling. And you may still get the same outcome, but it would only be temporary. Why risk the damages of the subpar parenting practices that may create while there are so many better, well-researched ones? (laughs) Taking these shortcuts may require more work on your part in the short time, but can save you lots of time and agony in the long run. Mm -hmm. So as a parent, (laughs) you don't have to be perfect. No. It's okay to get it wrong. Mm-hmm. Every day is a new day to try it again. Mm-hmm. Try something different. And it's a process. Trust the process and just know um, you, you grow together, you know. Just 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 keep growing. Just keep living. Keep loving. Keep loving. Keep loving. And if you got to whoop that child, <laughs> you snatch them up. I say. You know, with the fear got in <laughs> Parent with the new. <laughs> yeah. But respect Seriously. the old. Exactly. I love that. That's perfect. There are some yeah, methods that are, that are old school that are tried and true tried for and a true. reason. Mm-hmm. Science tells us there are things that are great, and that is for a reason as well. Mm-hmm. There's Find no, what works for you. Absolutely. Find what works for you and your family. Don't get caught up in, um, in that there's a perfect model. When we have our babies, we didn't get a book for a reason. There is no one is manual no that we can we can refer to. And even if there was a book, the book could never account for the fact that when you make a child, a child is 50-50 DNA from mm-hmm. two different people mm-hmm. who come from two different lineages. Mm-hmm. And you have to mesh all that together somehow. Mm-hmm. We have two children. My son is very much like me, thinks mm-hmm. like me, acts like me. And so sometimes we don't get along. My daughter is very much like my husband and because of that we sometimes don't get along (laughs) (laughs) because she has the parts of my husband that don't gel well you said it somewhere in your notes either in your notes or in the um in the brain science uh moment 
that we have to just remember that um, each child is different yes. and individual and 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 your parenting style may differ just just keep on loving this child and teaching the lessons as you learn them as you experience them teach the lessons don't be so hard on yourself don't be too hard on that child and, and let's keep uh, always remembering to stay fly first love yourself before stay you even fly. attempt to love somebody else stay fly so, you can tune in um this will be posted on our facebook page by and and uh, soundcloud, <laughs> SoundCloud. <laughs> and now we we are now on youtube we have joined a youtube sensation and and real quick before we end uh this podcast one of my um we did receive some feedback and Ooh. she wanted to know why don't we look at the camera <laughs> <laughs> and so this is what i told her so this is for her. This, we are looking at the camera. We, uh, but one of the reasons why why we, we purposely don't look at the camera. We're talking to one another right now. I want you, as the listener, to feel like you walked in on a conversation of two friends who look like you, who <laughs> sound like you, who struggle like you. If I wanted you to watch a TV show, we would have made it a TV show. Exactly. And I, I, I grew up, I was reared in a way when <laughs> you're talking to someone, you look them in your face. Absolutely. And, and you speak and you engage in that way. So this is one of the reasons why we're not looking at the camera absolutely so, yeah and if you have any questions comments um podcast suggestions some things you want to talk about uh you can email us at fly with us la at gmail.com or hit us up on facebook fly with us slash la or just search uh fly with us podcast on facebook awesome and if you um just want to send out some support and, and help people come on and board this flight hashtag fly with us hashtag fly with us first love yourself we'll see you next week take care peace out